once got caught fighting an invisible water ghost. He's Hunter George. He once watched the entire series of Friends in 30 days. He's Bo Mullet. And this is The Hunter and Bo Show. Let's start this episode with diving into how you were caught fighting an invisible water ghost. Well, sometimes you just you find yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. How how <laughs> did you know what you were fighting if it was invisible? Uh, so here's the thing. I was at this indoor water park uh, with my cousin Brody. And it was, we were like nine or 10 years old. Um, and you know, you know, those, uh, if you go to a water park, they have sometimes those holes in the ground that shoot up water. And there's like, there's like yeah. a group of like five or six holes that just do that. What are you doing? Sure. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> My cat's over there going crazy. Um, so, if you stop shining the laser pointer at it, well, I'm trying to get him to calm down. <laughs> I don't um, think that's how that works. Well, he was on top of the counter, and I had to shine it to get him down. Um, oh, I thought you said calm down. Calm down and get him down. Usually, if he chases around for a little bit, he's fine. Um, but so I was at this spot where this holes with the magic water coming up out, um, and being like a nine or ten year old, I pretended like I was fighting this water ghost, right? Okay. And so I was punching and, and kicking and being like a water bender or whatever, <laughs> and uh, to my knowledge. I wasn't being watched because as a kid, you just do things and you're not like, Oh, people are watching me. Uh, but I look up and there's like a party room that overlooks like the whole area. And it's just filled with like a birthday party of girls, my age. And they're just looking and pointing and laughing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I casually stop doing what I'm doing, pretend like I didn't see them and walk away with my arms out. <laughs> and then I go down the water slide. <laughs> so that's, that's how that happened. It was embarrassing. I feel like there's a little bit of false advertisement there. What do you mean? <laughs> there wasn't an invisible water ghost. Yes, there was. It was just you. <laughs> I imagined it was an invisible water ghost. <laughs> and I got you caught. once got caught, got caught in got caught fighting an invisible water ghost that he imagined. Yeah, well, that's the invisible part. Oh, see. But none of them knew that you had imagined this water ghost. Exactly. If I had said I had got I got caught imagining fighting a water ghost, nobody wants to hear that. Mm-hmm. You have to fluff it up a bit. Okay. You know. Yeah. Anyway, tell me about the uh, the friends marathon that you went on. 
So I had never seen friends before. Before when? This was my freshman year of college. Okay. It was the spring semester. It was eighty two. The what? Spring of eighty two. No, of fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. And uh the That was well, my freshman year. No, it was the spring. That was my freshman year in the fall. Yeah. Um <laughs> so <laughs> so I think like somewhere around the twenty twenty five of March. Um twenty twenty five of March. Yeah, somewhere around there, like March twenty third or something. Or maybe even the south of France. Yeah, so the I I started watching uh friends around that time and by the time we had left school I had finished all ten seasons. Which which of your friends were you watching? Uh Monica, Chandler, Joey, Ross, Phoebe, and Rachel. Huh. Those sound like pretty iconic names. Did you Yeah. <laughs> Are they on like a TV show or something? They should be. Yeah, a, a pretty big one. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, so the semester before that, I watched the entire series of The Office I had never seen before. And then that semester, I watched the entire series of Friends that I had never seen before and Freaks and Geeks over spring break. I had never seen friends before. I don't know what freaks and geeks is, but I've never seen friends before. Freak, pause for a minute. Freaks and geeks, just to answer your question, was a, what they call it? A like cult favorite. Oh, cult classic. Yeah. Um, it was like late nineties and it was a TV show and it ran for like, 14 episodes did it and it was seth rogan like before anyone knew who he was yeah and james franco before anyone knew who he was huh and jason siegel before anyone knew who he was what and then some other people who they still like have in their movies and stuff and i think shia labeouf made a guest appearance that's crazy and the main character was linda i think linda cardellini who's like um She's Hawkeye's wife. Oh, uh, Velma. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. And so, um, yeah. But it was like, it was just a short, I mean, it, it wasn't very good. Oh. But, but that's where just, they all started, pretty but much. But that's like where they all started and where they all met each other. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. You learn something new every day. Yeah. With the Hunter and Bo here at the Hunter and Bo show. And apparently it's like a very, I've heard about it a lot since I've seen it because it was just on Netflix. So I watched it and apparently it was like, you hear a lot of, I've heard a lot of references to it. It was kind of a popular, like really bad show. It's a cult classic. Yeah. And then Pineapple Express came out and then everybody knew Seth Rogen and James Franco which, were. Which the funny story with that is, um, they said they asked James Franco and Seth Rogen and they said, no, we weren't really friends until like a year or two before pineapple express. 
And they were like, well, you were on this show together. And they're like, yeah, but we were like, I wasn't sure what, I wasn't sure about him and he wasn't sure <laughs> about me. <laughs> That's funny. And now they're like best friends. Anyway, I hadn't seen friends until last year, all the way. Oh. Because um, I, I never made fun of you for this. What are you saying? Oh, for <laughs> Oh, I just, I... <laughs> um, yeah, because I'd seen like a lot of episodes, but not all in order and not all of them. So I didn't know like the continuity of the show. I just had seen certain episodes and I was familiar with the characters and how they acted and stuff. Um, but yeah, last year, me and Sasha watched the whole thing all the way through and it was a satisfying time i'd, I'd say you know mm. to, to say the least well, that's what my parents watched it when i was growing up and i watched a, it a couple times and i didn't get it it is very funny to yeah. say the least. yeah and uh and I, so i think i watched it a couple times didn't get it and i don't know why i decided to watch it <laughs> freshman year but i did and as soon as i started i was like this is amazing yeah, it's so funny. Oh, my gosh. You can tell, like, even just – because it ended in, like, 2003, right? Four. Okay. Can you believe that that was only a year before How I Met Your Mother came out? year before The Office. Yeah, and The Office. Because Office and How I Met Your Mother came out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't that crazy, though? Like, to think that? You can tell it in the – in like the 2004 episode <laughs> like like the whole rest of the series feels very 90s yeah but yeah you you because you think of friends and you think oh that's a 90s show but it really it led into it was a mid 90s to mid 2000s yeah it really fled it really like flowed into the shows that we all grew up on <laughs> even though a lot of people did grow up on friends anyway but you know what i mean yeah like more modern shows um but it's crazy. Uh, well, it's crazy the amount of money because, they still get for this show. It's on comedy. Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. Um, but anyway, the point that I was trying to make is like, even even though that doesn't seem like it was that long ago, you can tell that there's some things that on there that are just like super dated. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I've been, I've been watching it since I've been home working from home and stuff. Yeah. Cause it's on, like I said, it's on all the time. Like if yeah. you, so at 10 AM TBS starts and at four o'clock it's over there. And then you can go to, um, I forget what channel it is, but then like at nine o'clock it starts on Nickelodeon for Nick yeah. and it goes to 1 AM every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause just, well, yeah, I've been watching like the first season's been playing and it's like, Calling the radio to talk right. to someone. <laughs> well, that stuff, and also like you know Chandler's computer. Yeah, is, it looks like it's like the first computer ever made. Um, <laughs> but even stuff like you know they don't do it all the time, but like they like gay jokes and stuff, or like transgender jokes, or like oh, yeah. you know, it's stuff like that. And it's like oh, they would never do that nowadays. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Cuz you just see like even a show that 
feels like it didn't end that long ago. It still has like such different things that you wouldn't be able to do. Like even the office has stuff. I feel like you oh, couldn't, yeah. well, that's why, uh, you couldn't do nowadays. They've talked about doing an office reunion and Steve Carell says he won't because he doesn't, he doesn't think they could do like any of the stuff that they did. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and the, what was I going to say? What were you going to say? I don't remember. Okay. Well, that's all right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got to watch it because um, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> Bo finally watched Star Wars. The Well, not all of it. Uh, he watched the original trilogy, episodes four, five, and six, A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, and he did not like them. How do you know this? Because you told me. <laughs> you told me afterward, and I yelled at you. I, all I'm saying is I wasn't amazed. I think if you had grown up on them, you might feel differently. And also, I think that you're just being skeptical. No, that's not it. I went in with a very open mind. I, I don't in, think you did. No, I did. You've always been outspoken about how you don't care about Star Wars. Because I've never cared. So I'm stuck in quarantine nothing else to do and i say okay i'll watch you know the the first three because that seems to be the three that everyone says like for sure those are the best like they're, the they're not my favorite but they're a lot of people think they're the best okay so the so i watched the first one and did i call you after the first one yeah and then you oh, no, I know I texted you because I just said because I just said you know oh, yeah, I'm watching the three and I watched the first one and I just texted Hunter to say, hey, on a you know on a scale of your rankings of the Star Wars movie, where would Episode Four rank? Because if this is one of the better ones, I probably won't bother. It's a classic <laughs> Shakespearean tale, Bo. Classic Who likes Shakespeare. Well, he has some great writings and you can't dispute that just because you don't like them um mm. uh yeah so you texted me after that and then you called me after you'd watched all three of them yeah actually no you you called me after you'd watched the empire strikes back no 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 you did call me. You called me after you watched all three of them, Return, yeah. after you finished Return of the Jedi. And then you said, what kind of sick show is this? Yeah. Well, yeah, because in the in episode four, you have yeah. Princess Leia kissing Luke Skywalker. And then in episode six, we find out that they're siblings. Well, here's she kisses him in episode four and in episode five, twice in episode five. Okay, I missed that. You missed that? I must have. I I only remember the one in episode four. No, she kissed him twice in episode five, too. Yeah, so (laughs) I guess this further proves my point. (laughs) Yeah. So I was just a little bothered um, by that. Didn't seem like a continuous storyline. Yeah, um, well, here, I explained that to you. You know, it's... 
uh, they weren't originally planning. What are you laughing at? <laughs> you just, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Sasha came in the door and I want to make sure the cat doesn't run out. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyway. Okay. So I told, I told you this, um, Luke and Leia were not originally planned to be brother and sister in the, the series it was poor planning by the way it was yeah it was poor planning and honestly i think that this is what happens you know when you start a series without the end of the series in mind <laughs> like you you kind of just let things happen as they unfold and things get harder to plan and harder to do but if you have an outline of what is going to happen then it's not so difficult. Uh, but yeah, so this was slightly poorly planned, maybe. Um, well, <laughs> it's two very different storylines. <laughs> not two very different storylines. They were just gonna, they weren't gonna They're have Luke and Kentucky. Leia. Be, <laughs> they weren't gonna have Luke and Leia be brother and sister. They they were gonna do like a love interest thing. Yeah, um, clearly. But then they decided because they were going to bring in Luke's sister in Return of the Jedi, but then they'd realized, you know, this was too late to introduce a brand new character. Why don't we just make it Leia? Never too late. So so that's what they did. I don't get it. It's never too late to introduce a new character. Well, in their minds, it was. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. But I, I think... And I've said this before and I stand by it. I think that the prequel trilogy is the best planned out trilogy. Um, A lot of people might disagree, but I I think they had a clear idea of where they wanted to start with it. And they had a clear idea of where it needed to end up in order to lead into the original trilogy. And so I think because of that, George Lucas planned it out very well, what exactly he wanted in each of the three movies. So, um, I think my biggest problem with it, and I told you this, but we have to reiterate everything for the audience that hasn't heard this conversation. My biggest problem with it was the lack of character development. I don't know what you mean by that. I don't know what you mean by that because there is a ton of character development. There is not. The closest thing we get to character development is Han Solo and only because you know that he is kind of a... You don't think Luke has character development across the three films? Not personally, no. What do you mean? What do you mean? Take a look at where he was in the beginning of episode four. He was a whiny little baby. Let me me tell you. Let me tell you. He's still a whiny little baby. Let me tell you. At the end of Return of the Jedi, he's the opposite of a whiny little baby. Let me tell you something. So he... This is his this is his storyline. At the beginning of episode four, he is a farm boy who lives with his uncle and right. wants to go and, into the world and, and. but wants to go into the world and his uncle won't let him. Yeah. Um, and then uh his uncle dies. And then he goes on this journey with uh I forget who exactly. I think it is a C-3PO and R2-D2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Obi-Wan. What? And Obi-Wan. Oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. 
I forgot about Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's hardly in the movies. So the... <laughs> Not in the prequels. Oh, my gosh. He's hardly in... He's in them for, like, five minutes, maybe, after episode four. In the prequels, he's one of the main characters. Oh, in the prequels. No, in the... This is the originals. Yeah. So I don't know anything else. So... Well, that's because um, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> the... So then he goes on this journey with Obi-Wan Kenobi, and they partner with Han Solo, and they go and they stop the Death Star. They stop it? Yeah, they stop it. Whatever. And <laughs> and that's it. And, that's- Darth, and Darth Vader allegedly kills obi-wan kenobi it has a clear beginning middle end i don't see i don't i don't know why you're disputing the story but there's no character development it's all the actions that they do throughout so, the first so movie the first, you're talking so that's the first movie so then luke in the second movie trains to be a jedi but doesn't quite get there and faces off against darth vader and then in the third movie he's a jedi exactly that's character development that is not character development that's an action Character development. In my his, see, in his my personality world, changes throughout across world, the whole. A Jedi isn't a character trait. No, a char- No, but the traits to become a Jedi that he grew through throughout the whole trilogy. It's not traits, it's skills. It's learning the force. No, he, he learned traits. He learned patience. He learned it's like the sorcerer's apprentice. Being, he learned to stop being such a whiny little baby. He it's, learned. It's like the sorcerer's apprentice. It's not. Listen to me. He's. Because in the beginning of episode four, what was he? Let's say it again. A whiny little baby. And he, you know, would say things like... The characters with the most character development, I think, might be C-3PO and R2-D2. That's accurate, because they're characters. That's the... But they're not main characters. They're like yes, they are. R2D2 and, and C3PO are not main characters. They're like sidekicks. They're the inciting incident. But yes, but they're like sidekicks. They kickstart kick the whole plot. Without them, the plot doesn't happen, Bo. But that doesn't make them a main the main people are Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and Princess Leia. C3PO plays a heavy role throughout the entire trilogy. And for you to say he's not a main character is blasphemy. Sidekicks. I'll tell you who's a sidekick. Chewbacca. Yeah, but he's also a main character. No. Are you talking about... (laughs) You want to name side characters. Let's talk about side characters. Let's talk about uh, Dengar and Bosk and Boba Fett. Okay, I know who Boba Fett is, I think. And... uh, you know, I just named a bunch of bounty hunters, but <laughs> uh, Jabba the Hutt. Uh, no, those... I don't know who Boba Fett is. I know Jabba the Hutt. That's who I thought it was. Boba Fett's the bounty hunter that collects Han Solo after he gets put in carbonate. Oh, okay. Um, <sighs> so those... <laughs> Sasha says hi. <laughs> um... <laughs> I just don't you can't say there's no character development take a look at it's all action based none of it's li- personal listen no listen take a look at at the character of Luke Skywalker and how he acts and his personality at the beginning of A New Hope 
and then take a look at his personality and his character at the end of Return of the Jedi. No, it's not. Does he act the same? The... Is he still a whiny little baby? No. Kind of. But the How is he a whiny little baby? He doesn't <laughs> whine one single time in that movie. Not in Return of the Jedi. At the end exactly. of Empire, he's still It's character alive. development. But it wasn't everything that happened in these because movies. Because he became a Jedi Knight. So there wasn't a growth period. There was a growth period. I don't know what you're talking about. Like uh, Leia and Han Solo, all of a sudden they just liked each other. There well, that's like, because that's because of the poor planning thing that I'm talking about. <laughs> that's not that's 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 not. I know nothing. I I walked out of the three movies thinking I know nothing about. But look at the characters, characters on their look at the characters on their own. Each individual character, not in a, their relationship with other people, but on their own as personal characters. Mm-hmm. Take a look at where they started out and take a look where they ended up. Are they different? Yes, that's character development. That's no. The <laughs> the lack of character development is if the character is the exact same as when it started out. That's the lack of character de- I just maybe character development is the wrong term. I have, I feel no personal feeling towards any character. Why? I don't root for or root against anybody. Really? And you'd say... I've been given no reason to care about any other people. That's not true. You've been given plenty of reason. You just haven't. I have been given no reason to care about any of the people through the storytelling. It's all action-based. Nope. Give me one moment that I should care about where someone where they introduced a character enough to where I care about what happens to them. When Darth Vader's fighting Luke and Empire Strikes Back. What, what about it? What do you mean? What about it? The stakes are so high. What are the stakes? What are the stakes? Luke left his Jedi training with Yoda early when he knew that was forbidden and he knew that he probably wasn't be able to become a Jedi because of that he knew he probably wasn't ready to face Vader. He knew he would probably die, but he went anyways because he needed to save his friends because his friends were in big trouble. They might be dead and he doesn't know. So he gets there and he fights this most evil being in the universe to him. And... uh you know, he's super unprepared and Darth Vader has the advantage on him and he bests him so easily and he cuts his hand off and tells him he's his father. How is that not... How does that not make you feel something? It doesn't. I don't know how, Bo. This is story... <laughs> this is stories. This is These are stories in the making. Oh my gosh. Did you already know that Darth Vader was Luke's dad? Yeah. See, maybe that turned you off to it. I don't know. If you had watched that not knowing that he was his dad, maybe it would have been more emotional for you. I just, I don't know. I I mean, it was the same thing. I I did see the Toy Story parallels. Um, That's because Toy Story took it from Star Wars. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Um, I just... 
I just wasn't impressed. I just, I didn't get why this is, I guess, I guess for me, I might've set my expectations too high because I was like, this is something that has taken over a part of the culture. Like this is a major thing like this, like everyone just thinks these are amazing. And and then I came in with and watched it and I was like, yeah, this is a movie I'll watch while in quarantine with nothing better to do and nothing better to do with my time. And just to say I've seen it and I'll probably never watch it again. My favorite thing about Star Wars is the endless universe that it has created and how many stories there are to tell and how many endless time periods, characters that you can discover, events. It's just constantly unfolding. Um, The original trilogy is not my favorite era of Star Wars, but it's definitely not bad. (laughs) Um, I think you might like the prequels a little better. I have said that to someone and they told me that you were a bad friend. I know they told you that, but I'm tired of pretending that the prequels are not good movies. And I'm tired of everyone else pretending that too, because they are, you know, when I was a kid, I loved star Wars and I still do. And, um, I love the prequels, but everyone at school said those are bad movies. We can't like them. Otherwise we're not popular. And you know what? I'm sick and tired of it. They're good movies. They're fit. They got the best sword. They got the best lightsaber fights in the entire franchise. They have, uh, some of the best characters, um, the best events that happen. Uh, I don't know. They're not bad movies. I don't know why everyone wants to pretend that they're bad. They're not. Are those your favorite movies? I think they're my favorite of the franchise. Yes. I think Revenge of the Sith is my is my favorite Star Wars movie. And I'm tired of pretending that it's not. <laughs> well, um Oh, I have one more question before we move on. Okay. Did Obi-Wan Kenobi die in the first movie? Yes. Cuz it didn't look like it. He did. He turned into a Force ghost. He, he like disappeared and then Vader's. Yeah. No. Well, yes, sort of. He like transformed himself into the force. But he didn't die. He died. That's, that's death. So he did it himself. But he kept on existing after his death. He discovered he how to die. do it. He, he He's dead. So he knew a loophole. Yes. And the so if Vader, so if Darth Vader would have killed him, he would be dead. No, because he could just still transfer his consciousness into force. After he's dead, he can control that? Yeah, he can control the midichlorians to become a forest ghost. It explains it in the prequels and in the Clone Wars and... Um, Qui-Gon was actually the first one to do it. Um, and he taught Yoda and then Yoda taught so the, see, this, right, Yoda this, showed Obi-Wan how to talk with Qui-Gon and Qui-Gon showed him how to turn into a force ghost this might be the thing this might not be the thing this, this might be the thing is that it seems like 
there is a lack of information I have in these movies. Yeah, because they hadn't fully expanded the universe yet. But, and I think the prequels do a good job of that, and the Clone Wars does a good job of that, and the video games. But, it's just, you know? What I'm saying is I felt a lack of knowledge, so why didn't everyone else when they first saw these movies? <laughs> I guess... I, I I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't. I think that's why they kept making more because they're like, there's still stories to be told. I need to watch more to understand more about these characters. You know. Why don't we watch them in order? Because they weren't made that way. <laughs> but if watching one through three provides you better context for four through six. Why, why, why would it not be more of a satisfying story to watch one through six? Because that's not how it was intended to watch. That's my problem with it. If you want to watch it that way, fine. So be it. That's just not how I would ever watch them because that's not how they were intended to be watched. But that's okay. <laughs> okay, um... I can see we're going in circles, so let's move to the next topic. What's the next topic? <laughs> what, what would you like the next topic to be? Anything you want. Chris D'Elia, I haven't watched his new special, but you have, I'm assuming. Yes. So I watched it the day it came out. It is called No Pain. It came out on the 4th. Is it better than Man on Fire? It is better than Man on Fire. It is? Yeah. I like Man on Fire. I uh, see how mine goes is I liked Incorrigible. Incorrigible is probably my favorite. Incorrigible. I'm not sure if this one beats Incorrigible. Um, But Incorrigible is long. The shirt was orange. The shirt shirt was orange. You know how I knew that? (laughs) (laughs) At the store, and I said, how much is that orange shirt? The lady knew exactly which shirt I was pointing at. <laughs> um no, so um I loved Incorrigible. I saw Man on Fire and was kind of disappointed. Not disappointed, but I didn't think it was as good. No. Um it wasn't as good as Incorrigible. And I haven't seen Man on Fire in a while. I think I, I think I watched it twice. Is that the one where he talks about the friend giving him the pants? I'm trying to remember. Like he, his friend gave him a pair of pants for his I think so, or yeah. something. Well, so I watched Man on Fire. I haven't seen it in a while, but I watched the new one, No Pain, and it's only 55 minutes. And I think it's better than Man on Fire. I'm not sure if it's as good as Incorrigible, but it's still very good. Um. And part of it, so like I listened to his podcast. Um, and so a lot of the stuff, it, it's, it feels a lot like the podcast just because of the way he talks. <laughs> um, but I, I thought, I thought this, I didn't find a down moment in this one, whereas Man on Fire, I think I kind of coasted through probably about 20 minutes of it, if that makes sense. Okay. 
Yeah, where it's just like, okay, let's get back to a part that I can relate to or something. Yeah, I felt like this one had a lot more parts that were relatable. Okay, that's good. (laughs) No, I still, I don't know if anything will be incorrigible. That was so good. That was hilarious. Like 90 minutes, but it's... I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Because it's hilarious. It's so stinking good. Um, and I need to watch this new one. The new one's good, too. I'm glad. Yep. Well, I heard there's something new about Selena Gomez going on. Yeah, she released a deluxe edition of her album that came out in January, and it has four new songs on it. Well, that's um, pretty cute. Including the new single, Boyfriend. Looking for a boyfriend. I see that. That song? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite that one. Um, Where's Pew? But no. I I like it. I think think it gives a more... I think this one gives... So, like, the, the original album had 14 songs... So now it has 18. Okay. Uh, and I That's think a it, lot for an album, I feel like. And it gives, well, it's a deluxe version. Um, okay. So the original had 14, or the standard had 14. The deluxe has 18. And I think that with the four extra songs, it just creates, and, it, and it's reorganized the track listing. Okay. With the four, so like sometimes you get a deluxe version and it's like the 14 songs and they add four songs at the end. Sure. But like, this one's like inner, like the whole track listing has been rearranged. Um, and I think it actually comes through the the story of the album flows better this way. Yeah. Let's talk SGN, which has taken the world by storm. John Krasinski. What a man. Also known as Jim Halper. And Jack Ryan. And other things. Secretary on BoJack Horseman. Okay. (laughs) Um, Is BoJack Horseman good? I have started watching it, and it's really funny. (laughs) Because I've I've heard it's really good. I I haven't started it yet. It's very funny. Um, And it's... It's weird because like those adult cartoons usually don't have like a continuity to them. Mm-hmm. I've but heard it's like super nice. like emotional. It's actually really deep and sad sometimes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. like this is not like normal adult cartoons. Like it's it's really good. I like it. It's just it's just like a sitcom, but animated. You okay. know, and normal adult cartoons are not exactly like that. I guess. You know, but this one is, and Will Arnett's great, and um, Aaron Paul is great, um, Allison Brie is great. So, yeah, it's it's a fun time. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, SGN. Some good news. Um, some good news. This has they just had their fourth episode, so they've been doing it. We've been locked down for five weeks. Was so. Steve Carell the first episode? Yeah. So they. Uh, when I saw that, 
I thought it was just like a YouTube video that he uploaded and it was like, oh, John Krasinski has some good news for everybody. But that's the name of the show. That's the name of the show. Um, So since a week into the lockdown, John Krasinski has been creating this show um, called Some Good News because all the news has been bad. So he's created this format to give good news um and like that's really special you know what that's really special you know yeah and he uh like hunter said on the first episode he had steve carell join him um and on the second episode um his wife joined him and he was talking to this girl who was they had she was a big hamilton fan they had hamilton tickets and it got canceled Yes. And so on a Zoom call, he had Lin-Manuel Miranda surpriser on the Zoom call. And then the cast of Hamilton did like her favorite song through a Zoom call, which Which um, I'm still trying to figure out how exactly they. That's what I said. I'm like, how would you organize that over Zoom? How would that how would that work with everybody's like delay? Karen at work can't figure out how to get the camera to face her. How (laughs) right. How does the cast of Hamilton perfectly perform a song? <laughs> yeah, without any delays or technical difficulties or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So that was the second episode. Third episode was like a highlight on healthcare workers, and um, he took some from the local uh, hospital to like go to the Red Sox field and gave them like season tickets and cool stuff and now this last one they had uh he hosted a on youtube live on friday night he hosted prom it's like a half hour because <laughs> all the kids miss prom or whatever Aww. um and so he had uh chance the rapper guested um That's so cool rain wilson also known as dwight schrute guested Jonas Brothers guested and Billie Eilish guested. They all did songs. That's um, awesome. Well, not Rain, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but he hosted this prom uh, on That's YouTube, really cool. and then the fourth episode came out, and it was uh, that was a big highlight of it. But it's, I mean, mostly he just says, "Here's what's going on around the country," and it's like good news, and it's a nice ten to twenty minute break from like whatever you have been seeing all day (laughs) to see like, Oh, here's some good stuff going on. And he always closes it by standing up and revealing that his top half is a suit and his bottom half is like board shorts. pants. Oh, (laughs) he, John Krasinski is a very, he's just a cute man. What a a guy. (laughs) I didn't didn't catch the last part. I said, what a guy. What a guy. Yeah, he's just—he's just great. No, he—he he consistently proves himself to be one of the best people that ever existed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, Camden deserve him. I know. Um. So yeah, so that's on YouTube. It's SGN. Some good news. Um. I mean, you'll find it if you search it, but I would recommend it. Um, you would. Yeah. Good. Um, 
New 21 Pilots. They have a new album out? Well, they released a single. A I'm single? Not, Ooh, I'm, not I... sure. I'm sure that leads to an album at some point. But I need uh, to listen to it. Right now it's a single. It's one of my, I think... <sighs> Is it your favorite 21 Pilots song? It might be. That's uh, crazy. I won't say that. It's better than Migraine? I would it's say, yeah. Better than House of Gold? Yeah. I was never it's a big fan of House better of Gold. Than, it's better than Ride? I like House of Gold. It's probably my favorite one. It's I don't better know about Ride. Ride kind of got overplayed, but I remember... Better than Car Radio? Yeah, I'd say better than Car Radio. It's better than Stressed Out? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I know all the old school 21 Pilots fans, like probably hate us right now because we haven't mentioned any song before vessel um and that's kind of how that fan base because i don't know any Ooh. <laughs> i mean that's just how it is you talk to a 21 pilots fan and if you say anything about vessel or blurry face or they'll just say you know they have stuff before that right and it's like way better and it's well, like okay well i just think can you... i don't care yeah yeah it's like hey can let's appreciate that we like the same band okay um <laughs> It's not that hard. Um, <laughs> I like, see, I like 21 Pilots songs. You know, like, I like the songs in themselves. I wouldn't say I'm a big 21 Pilots fan. See, I would say both. I would, I don't know. I would say I'm a, I would, I like their style. I'm a casual fan of the songs. I do yeah. like them. Yeah. Um, I'm See, not like a, I'm not I'm like, lining up at the gates to. Like, I'm casual because I like their style and I like a, like a good number of their songs. I like. But I'm not like an avid fan of theirs. Like there are songs that I don't like by them. You know. Yeah. I, no. Yeah. I think I like. I like. I'd say I like most of their music, and I like who they are as people. Yeah. Um but I'm not going to be like breaking down gates to get to their bus or anything. And now I just sit, but in I silence. think they're cool. If they want to come on the show more than welcome. And now I just sit in silence. Yeah, no, but it's called level of concern. It's a single. It actually is. It came out of the coronavirus. <laughs> There's a lot of lyrics in there about like quarantine. Oh really? Um, and stuff. So, um, and the video is really cool because they, you know, they were like social distancing. So they just film the video at each of their homes separately. Um, That's cool. But so, yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, I listened to it and it's really, really good. That's good. I'll have to listen to it. I haven't heard it yet. Really, really good. 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 Um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. So I didn't jump on this bandwagon while it was out, and I should have. It is one of the best shows that I've seen in a long time. It is probably the most addictive show that I've ever watched. And I'm already on season seven, and we started it two weeks ago. So, and how many? How many hours? How many? There's ten episodes a season, 
and they're an hour long. So you put in like 60 hours. Probably. I put in about 60 hours because Brian's season seven and eight only have, they don't have 10. I forget how many they have, but they have less than that. Um, yeah. I put in a lot of hours, but it's so good. Oh my gosh. It's the most addicting show I've ever watched. I don't want to, I don't want to give any spoilers. Um, for people who haven't seen it, because I know. Yeah, no, there's a lot of spoilers. And if I got into anything, like, it would spoil a lot. So, I'll, can I just ask these questions? Um, yeah, I haven't finished it yet. So, don't ask questions about the end because I don't know. I don't know anything about the show at all, except I've heard that it's, um, there's a lot of, um, um, nudity. <laughs> Yes, and uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think how to say it. Violence? Uh, sibling interest. Ah, yes, incest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the nudity thing is kind of what turned me off to it, like why I didn't watch it a lot when I was when it was on and stuff. But compared to other things I've seen, it's really not that bad. And I didn't realize that. Um, how, how would you describe? <laughs> what's what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Like in other movies or TV shows, I feel like there's just as much or more nudity. So, like, give an example so people know how to gauge it. I don't know. Like, if you've seen uh, Outlander, like that has a lot more nudity than this show does. Um, if you've seen, I don't know, anything else with nudity in it, really. <laughs> it's really not that bad, and, and it's easy to skip over if, you know. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's very violent. Um, it's probably the most violent show I've ever seen okay. because it's unpredictably violent. Because, you know if they're fighting someone and you see them like go for their hand, you're like, Oh, they're going to chop off their hand with a, with a sword. Like, Oh, but then they switch it up and they like stick the sword like in his hand and it goes down his arm or something. And it's like, I was not expecting that. And it's very uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> so stuff like that. You know, it's very violent in that way. Um, there is also incest. That's part of the story, but it doesn't show it a lot, so it's not a huge deal. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just part of the plot. <laughs> interesting <laughs> plot point. Um, <laughs> um, and who was yeah. it? Uh, is that Amelia Clark? And Amelia Clark plays Daenerys uh, Targaryen, yeah. And was Jason Momoa? Yep, Jason Momoa was in it. So, for, so is this a show, they like got their starts on this show? Uh, probably. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because Amelia Clark started popping up in a lot of other stuff after this. Like Solo and other things. <laughs> Last Christmas. <laughs> 
me before you. Um, hi. <laughs> Sorry. He's cute. Look at him. Can you mm, see him? Yeah, kind of. Oh, uh, I love cats. I can't eat a whole one by myself, though. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and uh, Kit, Kit Harrington is in this show. Um, he hasn't been in much other than this, but he's started to kind of break out more. <laughs> Which is good because he's a really good actor. Uh, Ed Sheeran is in the show, <laughs> like consistently, or no, he cameoed, but mm. still, I was like, "What the heck? That's Ed Sheeran." Have you seen weird. Starbucks yet? Starbucks. When Have they, I seen it? Yeah, because they like the cast like accidentally left Starbucks cups in the shots. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. That might be that might be more recent, so it might be towards the end. I just remember it being a big deal because they were like, "Who left a Starbucks?" You like you're watching the scene. They're like, "There's a Starbucks cup." That's so hilarious. Someone forgot. Someone forgot to throw away their Starbucks cup. Before. I'll have to look at that during these last couple of seasons and see if I see any. <laughs> um, I'm kind of scared because I've heard that this show doesn't end very well i have heard i have heard many people were not happy with the ending so i'm a little scared because it's been it's been perfect up to this point well, so know, i guess i met your mother in a similar fashion that's true that's true and i had no no how many mother had nine seasons i was gonna say i had the same number but it didn't um yeah but this show i just i'll have to remember the rest of the show fondly when it comes to that, I guess, because up to now it's been some of the best, um, some of the best creative writing that I've ever seen. It's really good. Okay. It's perfect. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Beast and where to find them. What? Fantastic. Yeah. Where to find them? Oh, good one. Hmm. What else? Well, we've got... Mm, what's KB? Oh, KB is one of my favorite artists. And he released a new single. He, uh, he recently announced, I think last Friday... No, two. It was last week. He uh, announced that he was leaving his um, record label um, of Reach Records, who have housed some of my favorite artists, and he left them. And then he announced a couple of days later that he had signed with Sony, um, which is like a major, major label. Sony? Yeah. Well, and, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, it's silly. Uh, and, uh, and so he signed with them. So there's a major, major label. And then he came out with a new song and it's very, very good. And I'm excited to get more new music from him. Good. I, um, have I heard of KB? You might have. He's a, he's a rapper. I don't think I have. Okay. I'm sorry about that. 
He's very, very good. He, uh, his style is called cinematic trap. Cinnamon. Yeah. Cinematic trap. I don't know what that means. It's like trap music, but it's big and grand. Okay. Like cinematic. Cool. You should listen. Awesome. Okay. I will. I don't know if I like that, but I will try it at least. I should. I don't know what the legal aspects are. Can we put music in our episodes? I don't think so. We don't make any money off of it, though. But we could. But we can't. But we could. I don't know. I don't think we can. Okay. Just like, well, it's similar to like a YouTube video. Like, you, but if, if you, you don't make it, money off a YouTube video, if you don't make money off a YouTube video, they still take it down for copyright. Mm. Hmm. Bummer. Yeah, I don't think we can do it. But well, we've got one more topic that we. Yeah. What is what is the all in challenge? So the all in challenge is something that a lot of celebrities have started to do with the virus. And yeah. Um, if you go to, if you just Google all in challenge, um, you can go to their website. So I've got some of them up right here, but basically, um, celebrities are offering up experiences for people. You can, it's either, they either work like an auction or a raffle. So like if it's a raffle, you, and it's, it all gets donated to like, um, the food, like feeding America. I'm not sure exactly which ones, but like feeding America meals on wheels, um, stuff like that to help people get food. Um, since a lot of people are, um, you know, losing jobs or out of school and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And so you, so you, you can bid on some of these things that are being auctioned. Um, you can uh, enter like ten dollars, get you ten entries into a sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more you donate, the more entries you get. Um, but some of the experiences are pretty neat, um, and it. I kind of wonder if this will I'd ha- I'd hate for this to just be a um like a we're in a crisis right now so we're going to do this. Sure. Yeah. It'd be, it would be really cool if this was a continuous like they kept doing this even after the quarantine thing like keep offering up experiences, donating money to different causes. Yeah. That'd be super cool and stuff like that. So let me, let me give some of the, some of the things. So like some of the things that you can auction, if you are very wealthy and you listen to this podcast, let us know. <laughs> um, for instance, the current high bid of all the auctions, I think uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer home opener game get a game jersey and you get dinner with Tom Brady. Uh, see, I wouldn't really care about that. No, but listen, I'm just, you got to listen to what the current bid is. Oh, sorry. Okay. $775,000. Is that all? Is the current bid for that. (laughs) That's Um, crazy. So yeah. So like the auctions kind of favor 
the wealthy. Um, <laughs> a little bit, considering that it's a it's a contest about who will pay more money. Yeah, yeah, um, a yeah. little bit. <laughs> but all this money gets donated to charity, so that's which good. is good. Yeah, but, but the auction. But it's kinda, just sad because we can't play. The, the, well, you you can in the sweepstakes. I'm getting to those. Oh, okay. But the these are the auctions or okay. some of the notable auctions. They have over a hundred auctions and over eighty sweepstakes going right now, and they're getting more each day. Yesterday it was seventy and ninety. Um, so there is one where Peyton Manning will fly to your hometown, play a round of golf with you on your home course, and have dinner with you. That current bid is at five hundred thousand dollars. See, I don't like golf, so. Um, but I think it's more of the Peyton Manning factor. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's a deal breaker. The golf thing. Nope. Yeah. Um, here is one that just went up today is a tour of Lambeau field locker room and Packers game with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Um, and that's currently at 41,000. It just went up today. Then you have like, um, Stuff like, um, like Leonard Fournette has a Maybach and they're auctioning it off. Eli Manning has a Corvette that he won for Super Bowl MVP and he's auctioning it off. Um, David Blaine is auctioning off a private magic show in lesson. Um, the, I mean, there's a lot of sports stuff, so I'm trying to find a variety of things. Um, you can go winemaking with Dwayne Wade for $32,000 right now. Um, That's pretty cool. Uh, you can play horse and sit courtside at the Lakers with Magic Johnson for $60,000. At the moment is the current bid. Um, That's not that much, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Land a speaking role on the next season of This Is Us. The current bid is $30,000. Oh, I want to do that. Um, I think that one, that might, unless it just changed, they had that one in the raffle, so we might get that one too. I really want to do that. A day of magic with David Copperfield, play three on three with Shaq. Um, Jason Tatum's game worn jersey and courtside seats. Just a lot of. I'm trying to see a lot of these auctions I'm seeing now. Um, I have Nick Foles speak at your event. Um, um, Who is that? Huh? Who is Nick Foles? He's a quarterback. He won a Super Bowl MVP. (laughs) A lot of sports stuff in the auctions. Talk fo- talk football with Jerry Rice. Um, so all different kinds of stuff. Cool. Day on the set with the Goldbergs. Red carpet with Vanessa Hudgens. Oh. That sounds um, fun. Yeah, so that's sing with Boys to Men on stage in Vegas. Oh. <laughs> What if you're a bad singer? Uh, that's that's really that's kind of what I thought about. This is us. Like yeah, uh, like what if you're a bad actor? What, what if you can't act? Um, <laughs> That'll just put you in anyway. Yeah. Like, it, I wonder who won that sweepstakes, and then they're like, "Hello, I have a package for you, Kevin." <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, it was that guy." 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit in the LAFC, I'm guessing Los Angeles Football Club owner's box with Will Farrell. Oh. You can play golf with Rob Lowe. I, yeah, that sounds tempting. I like Rob Lowe. Double date with Russell Wilson and Sierra. I don't, nah, that's okay. <laughs> I'll pass on that. Uh, like Derek Jeter jersey dinner. With, <gasps> I mean, it's. <gasps> What'd you say? You skipped over that one. That's like. Derek Jeter's farewell season game worn all star jersey. Oh my gosh. That's the best one, that, and you almost skipped over it. <laughs> well, because it's baseball and you haven't cared about any of the other sports, so I figured you didn't care about that. I like baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but that current bid is at $28,000. That's awesome. But so the Warriors owners uh, auctioning off his championship ring. It's for $70,000 right now. But so, um, yeah, so just a lot of stuff. So then you come over to the raffles. And one of the latest ones that was added yesterday was, so Friends is having, speaking of Friends, Friends is having a reunion episode. They are? HBO Max. When is this happening? The date has not been announced yet. Because of quarantine? No, it just <laughs> in very early stages. It was just announced right before quarantine, I think. But you can enter to – they will fly you out to be at the taping of the reunion and meet the cast and everything. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so can these you are – meeting Jennifer Aniston, Matthew <laughs> Perry – or mm, Matt LeBlanc. That's about all the ones I care about. <laughs> so, but so, so with these sweepstakes, $10 gets you 10 entries. $25 Ooh. gets you 25 entries. Uh, $50 gets you 100 entries. And $100 gets you 200 entries. Um, so they really like get 50 because it's double. So what? Because if, if you pay for 50, it's double. If you pay $50... You get 100. 100 entries, yes. Yes, yeah, so that's like double. So the more... The, the, the enticement is that the more you donate, the more... Chance. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so Fanatics is giving away a sports fan experience. They're giving you tickets to every championship in every sport. And like, I forget what the number is, like hundred thousand dollars of like gift cards to buy sports gear. That's super cool. Um, trips golf at Pebble beach with Justin Timberlake and Bill Murray. Why does um, everybody have to golf? What's with golf? I don't know. I don't like golf. That's what uh, classy people do, I guess. Um, well, call me class. Get, less. Get a walk on role in a Scorsese film with <gasps> Caprio and Robert De Niro. Are you serious? And you can enter now for only $10 and get 10 entries. Like an un, like an unannounced, unannounced project or something? I guess. I don't know. Or are they just I saying... Read, I haven't read all the details on everything. <laughs> if Martin Scorsese ever makes another movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> Robert De Niro, um, which he probably that, will. It must be... I mean, if it that must, happens? It must be somehow in the works, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can run a lemonade stand with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. That would be the best ever. <laughs> they oh fly. They, they fly to you. 
really? And they'll have a lemonade stand? That's awesome. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. I uh, want to do that one. You can be Ellen's next co-host. You can spend a day on yeah. set with the Impractical Jokers. That'd be fun. You can be in Kevin Hart's next movie. That'd be fun. Um, your name on the official Major League Soccer match ball and VIP All-Star Weekend trip. I don't think I'd care that much about that, but it might be cool. Oh, if I yes. wanted, so I wouldn't turn land a Land a speaking role on the next season of This Is Us. So that is both an auction and sweet. Uh, uh, sweepstakes um so are those two set, like, there'll be two winners then yeah so okay. they said that i know i read uh Sterly k brown posted a video one of them's gonna be super rich one of them's gonna be lucky yeah and so <laughs> yeah exactly and so um they said that basically <laughs> i think he said with any luck it won't just be like a miguel scene I mean, we love Miguel, but you know, I love Miguel. Hopefully, it's like a. <laughs> but he said, Kevin he said you know, meet the cast, Kate. meet the cast, go to dinner, have a speaking role, like all the. That's super cool. Um, fly on air, Drake party in L.A. and score tickets to Drake's show. Well, Jersey's show is what it says. Jersey, yeah. <laughs> a day on set with Lin Manuel Miranda. Ooh. Mark for, Cuban is wait the, hot set for what like for a movie or I don't know musical. Let me click on well, it. They wouldn't they wouldn't say on set if it was a movie musical. set for what new, movie? Net, new Netflix musical he's directing called Tick Tick Boom. Oh, that's what I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, Mark Cuban is giving away you get a one day contract on the Dallas Mavericks you get a jersey and everything and they put you in the game for like an actual game <laughs> that's cool Matthew McConaughey is taking you to a Texas football game in his uh suite sweet uh Super Bowl VIP experience you can shop and make TikToks with Charlie and Dixie <laughs> not my this is just <laughs> i don't know for the kids i i honestly don't know what you just said they're tiktokers <laughs> <laughs> they got famous on tiktok okay they have like 30 million followers i would do that if it was one of my favorite vine people but i don't know any tiktokers so <laughs> Honestly, TikTok's very similar to Vine. That's um, what I've heard, except it's too long. That's yeah. the thing. I've seen some TikToks where I'm like, this could have been very funny if it had been way shorter. Yeah. <laughs> you can uh, get field passes for batting practice and dinner with Aaron Judge. Ooh. That sounds uh, fun. I like Aaron Judge. U.S. Open trip, match tickets, tour, and tennis time with Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic. Throw out the first pitch at the next World Series. Really? <laughs> this is n that's not the best one on the list, but it would be cool. Oh, here's the best one. Justin Bieber flies to your house and sings One Less Lonely Girl. <laughs> I don't know if... You understand what the best one means? <laughs> it'd probably be the it'd be the best if you're a girl and you like Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're a guy and like Justin Bieber, I guess. Well, mm. um, <laughs> um, 
be a part of CBS Sports Sunday NFL coverage with Jim Nance, Tony Romo. Um, nah. in life with Michael Strahan. Ooh. Um, play in the 2021 NBA All-Star Celebrity Game. How would you play in that? You're not a celebrity. Uh, I think the point would be that you would win this and get a roster spot. <laughs> what if you're not good? <laughs> Again. Again, NBA. yeah. <laughs> be but Ryan Seacrest's next co-host. Aren't a lot of people in the celebrity game not good anyway? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but listen to this one. So B. Ryan Seacrest's next co-host. Not only – so you'd go – he said it might be a couple of days, but you do his radio show. You would co-host the American Top 40. That's crazy. You would um, sit side stage at American Idol. Oh, my gosh. And you would go on live with Kelly and Ryan. Wow. So he's basically taking you to all his jobs. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, see, that's how you know he has such confidence as a – broadcaster because like the the person you get could completely suck and not talk at all yeah and he just has to like work with it mm-hmm. and so i don't know that's just like as a broadcaster he would have to work hard but i mean since he's so good i guess he could make it work um here's a day directing a movie with jonah hill um okay a walk on role <laughs> on jamie fox's new show okay i didn't know he had a new show fly to vegas to be backstage crew for the chain smokers <laughs> private skateboarding lesson with tony hawk i suck at skateboarding so that'd be cool I've to meet tony hawk it. but <laughs> <laughs> i haven't that'd never cool. done it it'd be um, cool to meet him but i would suck Produce a song with Quavo and race Lamborghinis. <laughs> and in his video, he literally says, we'll get a couple Lambos and just see how fast they can go. That's hilarious. Which I feel like there would be several waivers for that. Yeah, maybe one or two. Um, join Jimmy Kimmel's band live on stage. Um... Record a song with ASAP Ferg in New York and get courtside seats to the Nets. Be in Megan Thee Stallion's music video. Day at Dodger Stadium with broadcast duo Jamie and Jorge Heron. Jaron? I don't know. You know baseball, apparently. <laughs> I don't um, know that. I don't know baseball very well. I just said I like baseball. <laughs> Uh, showcase your music to Rock Nation Records talent team. Get drafted by NBA Commissioner Adam Silver in front of a global audience. <laughs> so you just you'll just be on the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> Sign a contract and no going back. <laughs> I want a raffle. You have to pay me. <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. We're getting to the end. We're in the host, host your very own event at the 4040 Club and invite a thousand guests of your choice. What's the 4040 Club? I don't know, but also who would invite a thousand guests of their choice? I don't know a thousand people. Yeah, I was like, I don't know a thousand people who I could bring. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is a six-week paid internship at Rock Nation. 
where they, for the duration of the internship, they pay for your stay in a five-star hotel and you work with all the executives, including Jay-Z huh. in music and sports. And you work in what, what's it say? London, Los Angeles, and New York. That's cool. So these are just some, like I said, there is an awful lot and they keep adding more and more and more. Um, of these auctions and sweepstakes. Um, but let me refresh here and see. So they've raised about just over 16 and a half million dollars so far. That's um, crazy for these charities. That's this was a really good idea. So this is what I'm saying is I hope this isn't just a, well, we're in right. now, so we're going to do this. Like, right. Like we have nothing else to do, so we might as well. Yeah. These type of experiences I think could happen. I mean, you know, it obviously doesn't have to be the same people every time. Sure. Um, but these kind of experiences could happen regularly and all the money could go towards charity and right. be a, a nice thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm a bigger fan of the sweepstakes because it opens it up to the LA person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me too, because, um, not the 1% auctions are, are a money contest. It's like, who has more money? Yeah. Who has more more disposable income? Exactly. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Um, so that is, all we have, I think, the the uh, the response from the last episode, the movies you sent in, it was just overwhelming. We don't know what, what to pick. Exactly. Um, so many. <laughs> I mean, we kind of did Star Wars, but that was kind of my own thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, and we'll probably do, I mean, I don't know how soon I'll get to the next three, but get more more Star Wars at some point. Yeah. Um, We'll yeah, the movie. response was overwhelming. I just we too, much, too many to count. Too many, too <laughs> many. Um, just crazy. We'll pick a, a, a movie, um, and then we'll we'll decide from from there. How about that? Okay. Um, I was gonna say having our own all-in challenge. Okay. Uh, we don't have any money. So, <laughs> so it's hard to give away any experience to donate to. So here's what I was thinking. I was thinking if our listeners either if whether they enter one of these contests on the all in challenge to donate or if they just donate themselves, if they send a receipt, like email a receipt to hunterbowshow at gmail.com, we will give you a shout out on the podcast. Yeah. As part of our incentive to donate. Yeah. But you have to send it to hunterbowshow at gmail.com. Or tag us on Facebook. Just send proof that you donated. Yeah, we have to know that you did. Otherwise, we we will do the opposite of shout out. We will whisper down. Yes. Whisper in, that is. We will say, Hunter George is a terrible person. 
<laughs> Why me? Why you say me? Well, because I, I had to pick someone and I didn't want to call anybody out. <laughs> so I know you knew I would be kidding. And it works as an example. Hunter's currently hammering his toe. Yep. And that's not code. <laughs> no, that is that is not metaphorical in any sense. That is literally what he I'm was doing. Literally using a hammer on my toe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's all we have. Uh, don't forget to look us up and follow us on Facebook at the Hunter and Bo Show, at Instagram at Hunter Bo Show, and uh, uh, send us any emails that you like at HunterBowShow at gmail.com. Well, till next time, in Jesus' name, amen.